If you've ever wondered why your highly sensitive child has such a tough time sometimes and ends up in a cycle of meltdown after meltdown, this episode is for you. I'm going to share the number one reason highly sensitive kids struggle. You do not want to miss this if you are raising a highly sensitive child. Let's get into it. Parenting is the hardest job ever, and parenting a highly sensitive child who's struggling can feel downright impossible. If you're suffering through endless meltdowns, walking on eggshells, and losing sleep worrying, you've landed in the right place. Because I'm here to help you feel good about parenting your highly sensitive child. I'm Dr. Hillary, clinical psychologist and mom of three, and you're listening to the Raised Resilient Podcast, where I help you make sense of your child's challenging behaviors and build resilience in the face of their big emotions. So warm up your coffee and grab your earbuds. It's time to turn your child's sensitivity into their superpower. Hey friend, welcome back to Raised Resilient. I'm your host, Dr. Hillary, and I am so glad you're here. So today I want to talk a little bit about why highly sensitive kids in particular can end up in a cycle of meltdown after meltdown after meltdown, sometimes having meltdowns that are hours long, multiple times a day. Why does this happen? How do our kids get to this point? So it's really important to understand that high sensitivity is not a clinical diagnosis. It is not even actually a problem. In fact, like I say in the intro, I believe that being highly sensitive is actually your child's superpower. We just have to teach them how to harness that superpower. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that concept specifically in next week's episode. But for now, what I want you to understand is that Being highly sensitive in and of itself is not a problem. It's just a way of interacting with the world where we interact with a certain level of depth, depth to our feelings, depth in terms of how we understand other people and how we experience their emotions, and depth in terms of how our environment affects us. So highly sensitive people just take in more from the world around them. And even internal stimuli like feelings, emotions, right? Those are experienced at a more intense, at a deeper level, which is why I really love Dr. Becky Kennedy's term, deeply feeling kid. What a great way to describe what is actually happening for these kids. They are feeling their feelings deeply. But if you're raising a highly sensitive child who is struggling right now, it's probably really tough to see their high sensitivity, their deep feelings as a superpower right? They're having meltdowns over the tiniest things. They are pushing you away when they need you the most, telling you, go away. I hate you. You're the worst. If you have other children, sibling battles can be so intense and our highly sensitive kids can get so triggered by their siblings. You might be dealing with aggressive behaviors, hitting, kicking, screaming. So if high sensitivity is actually a good thing, Why do our highly sensitive kids tend to struggle in these really big ways, right? Like what is going on underneath the surface? It all boils down to one central idea. And this one idea is underneath every highly sensitive child's struggle to interact with the world in a way that feels good for them and for you. And if you're wondering, is my child actually highly sensitive? Go right now, pause this episode, take my free quiz. Go to raisedresilient.com forward slash quiz. It'll take you like three minutes and then you will know whether your child is highly sensitive and your next steps. Okay, so go do that now if you are still not sure. 
Okay, so here is the key idea underlying your highly sensitive child's struggle. The key idea is that our highly sensitive kids often feel uncomfortable, whether that's because of sensory inputs, whether that's because of deep emotions, whether that's because they can sense on a deeper level the emotions of other people around them and they take that on. Our highly sensitive kids, more often than less sensitive kids, feel uncomfortable. Their big emotions are uncomfortable. And I would argue that for most of us, emotions outside of happiness and joy are uncomfortable. And that doesn't mean they're bad. Emotions are wonderful. They are really important signals that tell us when something is off or needs adjusting or we need to set a boundary around something or do something differently. But even if they serve a purpose, emotions can be really uncomfortable. And if your child feels things more deeply than other kids, those feelings are going to be even more uncomfortable than what other kids might experience, okay? And so there is so much discomfort. And what do we want to do? We're wired to avoid discomfort, right? We are wired to stay safe and within our comfort zone. And by wired, I mean literally our brains are wired to keep us safe and to keep us in our comfort zone. So if you're a highly sensitive child and you are constantly feeling these inputs from your environment and you are feeling these feelings that are just so intense, you are going to be really uncomfortable and you are going to go to great lengths to avoid feeling that discomfort. Because you do not yet have the skills that you need to tolerate and manage that discomfort in appropriate and healthy ways. And it's important to note that highly sensitive kids and all kids actually, they don't just learn these skills by nature of just growing up and developing. They need to be taught these skills explicitly. But this is tricky because for most of us as parents, we don't even know what skills we need to be teaching our kids, but we know that they obviously don't have the skills they need because they are not managing their discomfort in a healthy way. And what can be even trickier about this idea that our highly sensitive kids are really uncomfortable and they don't know how to manage that discomfort is that their attempts to manage this discomfort are usually not very effective. They're usually pretty primitive, pretty lower-brained, right? Meaning that they are more reactions versus actual skills. And these reactions often push the people they love away from them. And this is really tricky because all kids depend on us, their parents, their caregivers for survival. And they know this, their body knows this. On some conscious or unconscious level, your child is very much operating from the premise that they know they need you. And so when their attempts to manage their own discomfort push you further away, make you mad, trigger you, cause you to yell and react, cause you to feel resentment over the fact that parenting this child is so difficult. Your highly sensitive child feels as though their worst fear is being realized. And that is that you are eventually going to reach a point where you're like, you know what, kid, you've gone too far. I'm done. I'm done. I give up. You're on your own. Now, obviously, you know you would never do that. And maybe consciously, your child could articulate in a calm moment that you would never do that. But the more primitive parts of their brain, the parts of their brain that are driving the car, so to speak, during these more heated, more difficult, really uncomfortable moments, does not know that. 
And this fear of abandonment because of their difficult behaviors is so real. And yet they can't do better. They're not equipped with the skills to do better. And as Dr. Ross Green says, kids do well when they can. And so even though they're terrified that they're going to push you away, they don't have a better way of managing the discomfort associated with their intense emotions. And so these big, intense emotions continue to fly out of them in unhelpful ways. So here are a couple of different ways that the discomfort that our highly sensitive kids are struggling to manage can manifest in behavior. One of the most common ways we see this manifest is we see kids get caught in a cycle of meltdown after meltdown after meltdown. This happens because your child is trying really hard to white knuckle through the discomfort of their big emotions and they white knuckle and they white knuckle and they white knuckle until they can't. And at that point, we see all of this pent up emotion explode out of them in the form of a complete meltdown, which can last for hours, depending on how long and how hard your child's been white knuckling. And this can turn into a vicious cycle because as parents, these meltdowns are exhausting. They often leave us feeling so frustrated and even resentful of our kids. Okay. And so when we are dealing with constant meltdowns, our child feels increasingly less successful. And essentially, they double down on the white knuckling because not only are these feelings really intense and uncomfortable, but now these feelings are pushing you away too. So they must be bad. They must be dangerous. They must be avoided at all costs. And here we rinse repeat and we're in a cycle of meltdown after meltdown. Another really common way that I see this manifest, this difficulty tolerating the discomfort of big emotions is that kids will try to control their environment at all costs. Okay. So this is a child who might present as really bossy, might have a hard time on play dates or with siblings. They always need to be in control and they cannot hear no without pushing back, negotiating, begging, or eventually completely melting down. And sometimes we also see kids avoiding difficult situations. They are trying at all costs to avoid any situation that is going to cause them any sort of feeling because it is uncomfortable. And again, they don't know how to manage that discomfort. So this child might give up before they even start something. They might be incredibly perfectionistic because if they can be perfect, they can be in control and they won't have to feel the potential big feelings associated with things not going as planned or the way they wanted them to. We might see aggressive behaviors because our kids don't have a better way to manage the intense anger they sometimes feel. So all of these are ways that we see our child's difficulty tolerating the discomfort of their intense, deep emotions manifest. And essentially, the antidote to all of these challenging behaviors and behavior patterns is to equip our kids to actually tolerate the discomfort of their big emotions, to be comfortable in the discomfort. And you, as your child's parent or caregiver, you are the exact right person to teach your child the skills they need in order to tolerate that discomfort. 
And listen, this is exactly what I empower parents to do in my Chaos to Connection program. So if you are stuck in that cycle of meltdowns with your child, if you're dealing with the aggressive behaviors, if if you're feeling resentful of the fact that your child's emotions tend to rule your entire family's dynamic, I would love to jump on a call with you. It's totally free. We'll get on a call for about 45 minutes and we will look closely at what is working in parenting your highly sensitive child and what is not working. And if you are a fit for my Chaos to Connection program, I will tell you all about the program and what working together would look like because this program is the best and quickest way to end the meltdowns and get out of this constant struggle with your highly sensitive child, to get back to actual peace in your family and feeling like your family's dynamic is not ruled by one person's emotions. So if you're listening to this and you're resonating and you're thinking what we're doing right now is clearly not working, it is not sustainable, let's get on a call. You have literally nothing to lose and everything to gain because this program is truly the most powerful, most effective, and quickest way to solve these problems with your highly sensitive child. Okay, so that brings us to the end of today's episode. I hope this was helpful in really getting clear on what is going on underneath your highly sensitive child's difficulties. And next week, we're going to get into why high sensitivity is actually a superpower and how you can help your child harness that superpower. So I hope this was helpful and I will catch you in the next episode. Want to continue the conversation and connect with other parents who get it? Join our free Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash raised resilient. I can't wait to see you in there. And if you loved today's episode, I'd be so honored if you'd share it with a friend who needs it. Thanks for listening. And until next time, we've got this.